How's it going, everybody? Happy Friday. Uh, I got, uh, unfortunately, you guys get to deal with uh, Chris Schmidt. It's not the it's not the podcast host by Brad this week. It's Chris Schmidt again, back-to-back weeks. I'm pretty sure Brad will be back next week, so you guys can get back to the, the A-list talent here instead of just the B-list with me. But uh, happy to be joined by uh, Nick Forte and Joe Carb. Joe Carb will be jump, jumping on in a, in a few minutes. And want to just go over a few topics this week. Um, <clears throat> Talk about uh, one of our new ter- uh, new terminal update. Talk through some equipment stuff, and then Joe's got some uh, safety things he wants to talk through, and then uh, a quick overview of the results of our uh, our COVID survey last week. So we'll kick it off and get going. Uh, thanks everybody for joining, and uh, as usual, uh, any questions that you might have, uh, send them in, and uh, we can get this. We can look at and answer some of your questions as we're going. So kick it off all right nick what do you what do you got for us this week man well i think we'll start off by it's going to be the 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 whole parade of bald guys today <laughs> yes. Uh, yes you know I, I worry about my hair in the morning you know as everybody can tell but no uh great things going happening this week and and next week uh, you know the long anticipated opening of the uh kansas city kansas terminal um proud and happy to say that uh, we've done quite a bit of renovation in there. Uh, the terminal is open for parking uh, on the lot. It's secured parking there. Um, if you're familiar with the uh, the lineage location in Edwardsville, we're, we're literally just down the road. And uh, <clears throat> I think last week we sent out the uh, the passcode, which is pound 222. So if you come in on the, I'm going to call it the, the first close entrance, which is right by MHC Carrier there, You'll see the uh, keypad. You can put in pound 222. It'll open up. It'll close behind you. So you're in a good, secure location. The interior of the... <clears throat> hey, Nick, real quick. Sorry. Yeah. Is there a good place? Do we have that on the app or anything anywhere for our drivers to, to know that? Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'll check with IT. I'm not sure if we've updated that, but that's a good point. We I'll, probably uh, yeah. Let's get that out there so people know. Yeah, uh, and also make sure that we've got direction codes to it as Correct. well. So we'll, we'll, I'll make sure that that happens Sounds at a good, good point. But, <clears throat> yeah, you'll come into the, uh, let's call it the south location, enter, and then uh, you'll exit through the north side. You just pull up to the gate, it'll open, and, and life's pretty good. Uh, we, uh, we're we still anticipating, I'm going to call it a soft open next week. Uh, not all the furnitures come in. Um, interesting enough, supply issues on on almost everything now has just been absolutely crazy. I'll even kind of divulge into that when I get into the trucks here in a little bit. But uh, just getting uh, the furniture in, we're, we're we're probably delayed about a week or so. Yeah, so we're a little bit behind schedule with Kansas City. Um, we are. We are going to have. Uh, we've got a few trucks there. We've got some mechanics that are working turning some wrenches out in the shop. Yep. Uh, we're going to have a couple of drivers, uh, new drivers, uh, to Hirschbach go through orientation down there. Uh, that's kind of the soft opening Nick was talking about. But uh, we're, we're starting to ramp that up. We're very excited. It's a great facility, great location. Um, we're excited to add that to our network. So it's like add another tool to the tool belt, I think. It, you know? it is, and then also just to allow a good, safe parking haven. You know, that's one sure. of the, the biggest things. If we look at our our traffic that goes through uh, Kansas City in that area, uh, this <clears throat> this will definitely give everybody a good uh, opportunity to to have a safe and secure parking and not have to worry about it. Uh, One of the things I would recommend everybody doing though, uh, we don't have fuel on site at this location, but uh, we've worked a great deal to get uh, on all four of the uh, inbound interstates coming into uh, Kansas City at Love's. Uh, that they they they're working on us on some bulk pricing on fuel. So I'd recommend everybody you know stop in or out on uh, getting the uh, fuel before you stop. So. Uh, good things there. Um, 
yeah, we've, we've got some mechanics starting. We've already got some folks there. Um, we are kind of sharing the facility right now, so if, if you all see some uh, trailer mechanic works going on, it's actually the utility dealer that's just down the street. Um, they're actually our, our leaseholder, but uh, they they built a brand new facility back in October and they caught a trailer on fire, so they're having to do some uh, renovations and they, sh they should be out by end of June, uh, beginning of July. So we're really going to be focusing on truck work, but also trailer work as well. We'll probably do it mobily. So, um, Great, great soft opening coming there. I'm really excited. I think it's a it's a good opportunity. We've got some great tenured mechanics that are starting. Uh, some of these uh, ladies and gentlemen are, you know, 10, 15 year mechanics from other locations. So it's, it's good to have them joining her. Yeah, we got some great people down there. Uh, you guys definitely should try to don't don't all stop in next week, but we, you know, over the next few weeks, let's make sure you stop in and say hi. You know, see what we got. Yeah, the good thing is is we did put in showers and and. Uh, bunk rooms and laundry facilities so everything that you've come to expect from Hirschbach when it comes to driver amenities at our terminals will be there uh, one of the things we're probably a little bit behind on and I, I know people are going to ask this is uh, a kennel for the animals uh, I've got Ro, our uh, facilities guy, working on that project right now on, on what we can do for uh, making sure to take care of our fur babies. I know that's very important to a mm -hmm. lot of our drivers, so sure. good stuff there. Sure. Uh, the other thing kind of on my list is, uh, you know, where the heck are all the new trucks, Nick? You, you keep telling me they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. and. Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, Nick, where are they? <laughs> they're coming. Uh, no, so let, let's give a little update. So, you know, um, we are in a, an interesting time right now. If you were to uh, look at the supply chains across the uh, United States and also globally, uh, the supply chains, as, as we're all in transportation, realize that they're very fragile and they're, they're stretched very thin. So when we're looking at uh, new truck builds, uh, I can tell you that Freightliner is about 100 trucks behind on delivering trucks to Hirschbach. Uh, their commitment is to have that uh, backlog caught up within the next 30 days. Um, and a lot of this has to do with uh, secondary suppliers. Um, one of the big things that's really driving the industry right now, and I'm sure if you've listened to anything on the radio, they're talking about these uh, microchips, these automotive silicone microchips that are pretty much in everything. Uh, it's having ramifications not only in trucking but also in new car builds. It's um, you know getting TVs. Uh, there is just a huge global demand and those factories were shut down so they're about six months behind on production so it's really having ramifications on like uh, dash clusters some uh, some radar technology some ECUs so it, it's not that they can't build the trucks it's just all these additional suppliers um, that are having problems with all these uh, microprocessors hey Nick so how many do you know off the top of your head how many uh, freightliners that we've put into our fleet so far this year uh, this year we've put in almost a hundred freightliners so far and then yeah. in that in the next thirty days, that Freightliner's going to catch up. What do we think? Uh, we're going to we're going to add probably about two hundred and fifty. Yeah. So yeah. that's going to be a very busy uh, thirty days. It, so. it, it's going to be very busy. That's <laughs> not including, uh, you know, the new internationals. What are you getting to next? Yeah, yeah the internationals. So I guess where I was going is, if you're on the list for a new truck, uh, it most likely will be happening here in the next thirty days. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I I'll, I'll be the first one uh, to apologize on our behalf of Hirschbach and also the the maintenance and leasing department you know uh, it's not that I don't want everybody in a new truck because 
I tell you, I want everybody in a truck. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's good to keep you all rolling and making a profit, feeding your families, taking care of your families, and uh, it's good for our customers. So this is not in the situation that we wanted to be in at all. Um, but, you know, we're fortunate that we can actually get trucks. We placed our orders back last year. Uh, to give you an idea where the truck capacity is, if you want to buy a new truck right now, you're looking at December before you can get a truck built slot. So, you know, we're fortunate we've got 14, 1500 new trucks that we've already got slots for. Uh, now it's just a matter of working through the supply issues on making sure that they get built. And uh, we have a commitment from both uh, Freightliner and, uh, and International that that's going to come to fruition. So, talking a little bit about, you know, I talked about Freightliners. I think we've we've kind of showed everybody what the new Freightliners are and I think a, a lot of people are happy but uh, there's a, there's folks out there that really want the uh, international so I'll talk a little bit I uh, had somebody send in a uh, question on Ask Brad uh, kind of to talk about a little bit of the specs on the new internationals and you know that's one, one thing we haven't done is kind of tell you what we've done so uh, they will be coming in in black and orange um, we're not going to do completely orange that's one of the great things is, you know, uh, as we've kind of evolved in the new trucks, we've we've given a choice of colors, which, you know, it's always kind of nice as a lease contractor or lease purchase to be able to kind of select, kind of have a little bit of customization of what you're doing. So uh, black and orange, um, you know, the good thing is, is that we have continued on with using dual tires on both uh, the trucks and trailers going forward. Uh, these will have the X15 Cummins engine in them. Um, we're kind of transitioning away from what I call the proprietary engines. So those are like the the Pack RMX or the A26. Um, we're gonna we're gonna stick with the folks that actually you know their their customization is in in really engines. The ones that know what they're doing. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I was I was trying nice to be way. politically correct. Nice but yes, way. yeah, people that that have been doing this day in and day out. You know, if, I always it's kind of like the Dodge commercial. If uh, Dodge makes it, come and shakes it. So, I think that makes a um, it makes a lot of people happy. This is going to be a 500 horsepower big bore engine, 15 liter. Um, you know, we're, we went to all LEDs. Um, with LED fog lights, it's one of the things I think that uh, we've kind of went back and forth on, back and forth on incandescent LEDs. Just get better visibility, and if we're a company in, in a uh, our direction is a safety culture, we want to make sure that we're giving you the best tools to be able to be a safest driver out there because we're the safest company out there. And, and then just also we're we're back to the APUs. I mean, we uh, we we probably had a misstep whenever we said that. Uh, we're going to do this start-stop technology. In, in hindsight, being 2020, uh, we missed the mark on that, but that's okay. We've learned a lot. Um, and, and moving forward, we're going to do the APUs to really kind of provide the the, the creature comforts. Um, yeah, we missed the mark with the APUs we, for sure. We I mean, we, we we were getting a lot of negative feedback on them, and we thought we could we could try something new, and rather than uh, you know testing it out we just kind of went all in uh, uh, with with the no APUs and the start stop and the idling so we definitely have learned from that and in that time the technology I mean Nick it's definitely gotten better they're a lot better yeah. uh, in multiple ways but it's a it's a lot better product and we're de we're putting them back in all the trucks we are we, we did go a different direction a lot of people are used to oh why didn't we get a tri-pack um, you know tri-packs are a good product but here's kind of where lies the problem um, if we're we're not buying the thermoking reefer units. Um, we don't have a lot of leverage when it comes to the summertime to be able to get an operator into a Thermoking to yeah. get it fixed. But with us being one of the largest purchasers of Carrier, it certainly gives us a pretty big stick to be able to get 
drivers in and out if we have an APU problem. I don't anticipate we'll have a lot of them, um, but if we do, I mean, they're built by humans, they're gonna fail. Um, we all know that, so it will certainly give us an opportunity to be able to leverage our size with the, the purchasing power of our carrier reefer units along with our carrier APUs. So that was one of the big reasons we went that direction. One of the other things, you know, I've, I've got on here, we talked about new trucks, but I don't think I've touched on this, and I think it's probably very important. So there's a lot of our, I'm going to call our seasons, season drivers out there, uh, the Hirschbachers that have been with us for you know, you know, quite a long time. Uh, one of the things that you've all gotten very accustomed to is having direct TV. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we're doing is that we're not necessarily putting direct TVs on the new trucks. Um, and, and really the, the case in point is, is this is what happens. Um, two to three times a week we'll have somebody that uh, misjudges where their, their, tra their truck and their trailer are and they jump the fifth wheel. And what happens is it hits the back of the, uh, the dome and pushes the dome into the, the sleeper of the cab and then it also pushes it into the reefer and condenser on the, on the trailer. So that generally turns out to be about a four to six thousand dollar bill on the truck. And it's about a four thousand dollar bill on the trailer. And unfortunately, that's all our pocket. It, it, we write that check, we fix the equipment. So it's a huge expense. Um, so you figure we're spending twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars a week on just repairing people's oopsies. Um, but it's not, I would say it's not necessarily fair to penalize everybody in the network. Um, so we're doing something a little bit different. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best solution, but it's definitely a solution if you if you want to keep your direct TV. Uh, we'll give you the equipment, um, the receiver, the dome. That's that's about about a thousand dollars worth of value, um, and then uh, we can get you a window mount bracket. So when you stop, you can actually put your your dome on your passenger side mirror or window and be able to still utilize the direct TV. Uh, we'll give you the number. You'll be able to contact uh, DirecTV and set up the subscription because you know, that's the other thing. Trying to appease everybody on a subscription yeah. has been very difficult. Yeah, we know everyone. You know, not everyone wants to use you know the uh, streaming and the people. There's people that really like that DirecTV, so we're looking yeah. at options um, yeah. for you guys to, to keep that for sure. So that's something I don't think that we've we've really done a good job of communicating that we we understand and we 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 hear our driver base that hey uh, we really want to have the option to be able to continue on using DirecTV if we want, and uh, but we, we also have to weigh the, the financial responsibility on, on, on Hirschbach's side to how do we mitigate the unnecessary expense. So I think that we've come up with a pretty good solution. I just don't think we've done a real good job of communicating it. So I wanted to, wanted to make sure I brought that to fruition. All right. Thanks, Nick. What yeah. else? Got anything else today? I don't have anything really, really a lot else. Um, just, uh, I would say that everybody kind of bear with us. If you do have a situation where you uh, are picking up trailers, um, one of the things I found is I don't believe we're doing very good pre-trips. I need everybody to make sure that you're checking the annual DOTs on those trailers. If they're expired, you need to get with Rotus, send in a driver services ticket and say, hey, I picked up a trailer that uh, doesn't. We're going to get you to a real close shop, get that thing done. Um, but I've been kind of doing some, some research over the last few weeks and uh, we, we've had a lot of trailers that necessarily have been passed driver to driver that haven't been caught on annual DOTs and that's uh, that's kind of like passing trash. It's, uh, I know it's an inconvenience to uh, the operator that's picking it up, um, but it, it's also part of our responsibility as a professional operator to, to do our proper pre-trip on both our truck and our trailer. 
uh, it just kind of like uh, all of a sudden I get uh, information that I got to go to the go to the shop and have new tires put on my my truck. Well, the tires just don't all go completely empty overnight. It's a it's a wear item about twelve thousand miles per thirty second. So we need to be doing due diligence and checking those tires. And if they are starting to get you know low, then you know work with your driver manager to get routed into one of the terminals. There's there's a huge benefit for us doing that work in, internally um, on mitigating the expense. But it also gives you the opportunity to do your laundry, to relax, to kind of get things done. There's the, the amenities at the at the terminals uh, are probably a little bit better at times than uh, than some of the truck stops. So, just a couple of things on the on the maintenance side. Uh, we're also going to start uh, doing some interesting things coming into the yards. We're going to start uh, moving forward and inspecting all the equipment as it comes on the yard. Um, in an effort, you know, one of the things that everybody talks about is somebody left me with a with a problem child. Well, the only way that we can kind of mitigate that is if we look at the equipment as it comes on to make sure that it's an impeccable order before it leaves. Yep. So, sure. I don't have anything else, Chris. All right, man. Thanks All right. for your time today. Thank you. Have a good day. Right. Thanks, Nick. All right, we got Joe Carberg pinch hitting for Rob Audi today. I know the character uh, has has Rob, so Joe got lucky. He didn't get a picture made of himself. By the way, it's just. Probably the favorite picture I've ever ever had taken and uh, animated and edited. So thank thank you, Warren. Solid solid work. Um, <laughs> as Joe kind of gets going, just want to go through a few. Uh, we did this, we talked about the COVID survey we were going to do last week. I just want to run through a few uh, a few of the numbers on that. Essentially, about five percent of you said uh, of the four hundred fifty results that we got, about five hundred you guys uh, saying that you have the vaccine. Uh, Forty one percent of you saying that you want it. Uh, with about 111 drivers uh, that want assistance. And we have a team uh, of working through any applied and said they want assistance. We've got your information. Uh, we're working through that list. Uh, every state's different, so it's not an easy, you know, hey, head here and just get it. It's, 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 it's a definitely a challenging process, but we're working our way through it. Uh, and I would just say if there's anyone who, <clears throat> excuse me, if there's anyone who you know, hasn't heard from them, or you know, didn't didn't turn the survey. COVID hotline is still still working, and that's the best way to call if you want some help uh, and to get your name on the list. And uh, that number is five six three nine four nine two one six one. So again, five six three nine four nine two one six one. So that was the results of the survey. Um, uh, again. It's, we, we want to do what we can to help you guys. I know it's uh, we're working on doing the one-shot Johnson & Johnson rather than the, the two-shot Moderna and Pfizer ones for you guys so you don't have to get to the same place um, you know, in, in, in the certain tight window. Make it a little easier for you guys. So, All right, let's switch gears a little bit to, uh, to safety. We've got some we've got a few updates for you guys and just kind of that time of the year uh, that we've got some inspections and stuff going mm -hmm. on so we wanted to start there so um st you, joe you want to just kind of give a speeding update with where we're at as a company and just you know what what we're doing yeah i uh, wanted to stop in today and talk about oh, uh, wait, wait a minute joe why don't you introduce yourself i didn't do a very good job of that sorry about that uh Hey everybody, uh, Joe Garberg. I'm the uh, safety manager for the Over the Road Fleet. So, uh, stepping in today for Rob Audi, our VP of Safety. Um, wanted to give an update on some of our CSA scores, uh, talk about the CVSA Blitz upcoming, um, and talk about just speeding in general and hours of service a yeah. little bit. So. Um, it's a lot better, a lot more professional. So <laughs> nice, nice. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the C team here, so, <laughs> no, so uh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. All, right, All right, so, so let's talk speeding. <clears throat> yeah, so speeding. I'll uh, start with our our uh, CSA updates. So for 
you know, a lot of our more tenured drivers, you probably heard us talk quite a bit about CSA scores. For those of you who are not uh, that familiar with it, uh, CSA stands for Compliance, Safety, and Accountability. It's basically how the federal government tracks uh, our performance as a motor carrier in several different categories. And, the, com and compares it to other carriers, right? That's, yeah. the, that's the best way to probably explain it. It's, it's how we rank uh, based on other carriers running the same uh, similar amount of miles as us. Yep, yep, yep. So it's it's basically a comparison to our peers, and so, um, so the the two categories that we spend most of our time and safety looking at are unsafe driving and hours of service. Why is that? Why are those the two that we spend most of our time? So those are the ones that are uh, kind of a big impact on how we actually physically drive the truck. Unsafe driving talks about the actual behaviors that a driver exhibits behind the wheel. So speeding, um, following too closely, making erratic lane changes, those types of things. And then hours of service, which we'll talk about in a minute. are the two that we're not in compliance in. Correct. Those are the two that are, we're struggling the most. Yeah. Yes, 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 saying. Uh, um, so yeah. So hours of service, sorry for me. Hours of service, you are saying? Yep, hours of service is the, uh, how our drivers run their logbook, which you guys are all very familiar with. So, um, so unsafe driving, you know, we've made quite a bit of progress over the last year. We've shown about a 10% reduction in our scores. Uh, we're currently sitting at 85%, which basically means in, rel in relation to our peers, 85% uh, of motor carriers are doing better than us in that category. And uh, we're working very hard to bring that score down. It's a score that takes a while to, to trend downward. So uh, the progress we've made over the last year is, is pretty, pretty solid. Um, sitting at 85%. But to get back in compliance with the with the federal DOT, we have to be down to 65%. So we still have quite yeah, a, long, a ways to long go. Ways to go. Yeah, sure. very much so. And uh, the biggest way we can make improvement in that, about 50% of that score is comprised of speeding violations. So every time you get pulled over by the DOT and they write down a speeding violation on an inspection, that is basically what feeds into that score. And every every violation that comes with CSA points that feeds that score and makes it go higher. And the more inspections we get, uh, the higher, the more points we get, the higher those scores go, the higher those scores go actually kind of feeds on itself because then we start getting inspected more. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. Correct. So how long, say if I'm a driver and I get a speeding ticket, how long does that stay on our, on the, on the record for mm -hmm. the CSA? Yeah, so it hits uh, two areas. It hits the driver and it also hits uh, the, the carrier. So on the carrier's score, it hits us for two years. So basically, uh, if I'm a driver and I get a violation for speeding today, that'll stay on Hirschbach's record for two full years and it'll stay on a driver's PSP for three full years. So Not good. Yeah, so you know, you guys have heard us talk a lot about our expectations around speeding. Um, you know, the biggest the biggest thing we can ask uh, our drivers to do is just to follow the speed limit. Um, you know, always maintaining a safe speed, going the speed limit at at, the, at a maximum. You know, reducing that speed in inclement weather or uh, bad road conditions or busy road conditions, traffic things like that. Um, maintaining a speed limit is is the uh, the biggest piece of that in terms of bringing that score down. That's a huge deal. I mean, we, you know, from an operations perspective, I mean, we, there are some times that loads are planned tight, but we never plan a load so tight that you have to average, you know, 65 miles an hour uh, right. the entire trip. There's all, it's, it's not, that's not the average speed. So, you know, we, and if, and if you, if you get on a load that you think is planned too tight or, you know, you need to let us know. And the expectation is not that you speed you know and do 65 and a 50 to try to make that that delivery on time mm -hmm. the expectation is run the speed limit and get there safely 
you know, without tickets, without jeopardizing, you know, public health, and uh, and then get it there as you know as as quickly as you can while communicating while communicating that to us. So yep. very very important. Um, it, we we've got you know we we are we are we are our own worst enemy with some of this stuff. As Joe mm -hmm. kind of said, the more the higher our scores are, the more inspections we get, which means they're likely to find more because they're inspecting us more. So we've got it. We we're, we're trending in the right direction. We're not making quite as much progress as we should be. I don't think we could be doing better. Um, and we need everyone's help. You know, it's it's a big big priority for us uh, yeah. to work on getting these scores lower. It's you know everyone uh, just again just from the operations perspective, from the customer perspective, you know it's one thing to not want to have scores out of compliance, but you know everyone likes running running good good freight, right? We can, right now we can have the the pick of freight that we want. You know, get nice long haul one stop, you know, drop and hook type type freight. Uh, customers, uh, they look at these scores, and um, you know the time will come where you know they they are going to say, hey, if you know we want a safer carrier, we're not going to give you this freight because you're you're out of compliance. So uh, it's a big deal. Uh, we want to make sure everyone on, in the organization, uh, definitely it, it, not only us in the, in the office, but you guys out there, we need we need your help. We all need to be pulling in the right direction and uh, to, to get this better. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a huge ad. Thank you for that. Um, and yeah, for any driver out there who is currently meeting that expectation, you're, you're following the speed limit at all times, we can't express uh, enough thank you for, for helping uh, push that score in the right direction and also keeping uh, the people around you safe. Um, and for those of you who don't, those of you who feel like you have some opportunity to do better in that area, please do so. Um, again, we can't can't express how much we need your help to, to turn that around. You know, speeding is a is, is, a, is a big deal right now so for sure um so yeah and then talking about uh hours of service as well so this one <clears throat> you're all familiar with it's how you run your logbook uh it is another area uh that we're struggling with just staying compliant with and there's pieces we have in place to help with some of the little stuff um some of the more form and manner issues like having uh trailer numbers updated on your logbook having customer information on there a lot of that stuff is actually programming for that now where uh, through the dispatching system, those items will be automatically updating on your logbooks. Um, but the biggest area I think we have opportunity to be better with uh, in terms of our service score is falsification, uh, driver falsification on their logbook. And where most of those issues are going to come up are going to be in that use of personal conveyance or PC. Um, and so the biggest rule of thumb with PC is basically if you're doing anything work related while on PC, know that you're doing it the wrong way. Uh, PC stands for personal conveyance because it is something that is meant for purely personal use. You know, if you're 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 not under dispatch, you are not doing anything work related. You're you know going to truck stop to use the bathroom, or you're you know going out to get food or something like that, or you're just taking the truck home. Those are all areas where PC is perfectly legal. If you're using it for anything work related, whether that be you know going to get fuel, taking the truck in for maintenance. Uh, you know, going to a customer, or even if you're on the customer and you're just tooling around in the in the lot looking for a trailer or something like that, those are all areas where PC is going to get you into trouble. Uh, so that's that's one of those things the DOT looks for in terms of falsification, knowing that you're using your 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 logbook legally and running everything legally. Uh, so. That, that would be a huge lift there. And if there's anybody who, you know, you're using PC for a certain function and you're not sure if it's work-related or not, um, you know, give us a call. Either safety or, or direct your calls towards the logs team. 
um, and, and just ask, like, hey, I've been using PC for this reason. What do you think? And we'll, we'll make sure we get you pointed in the right direction there. Um, which kind of parlays into the CVSA Blitz, so the uh, Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, uh, the International Road Check Blitz is coming up here. I know a lot of you guys are probably familiar with it. For those of you who are not, it's basically an international uh, blitz of roadside inspections. So it's uh, the CVSA is an alliance of different safety officials in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And every year they put on a couple different uh, what they call blitzes or roadside inspections that uh, focus on a couple different areas. And this year's focus, uh, they have a driver category and they have a vehicle maintenance category they focus on. And for this year's vehicle maintenance focus is going to be on lighting. So you know, the lights on your truck, the lights on your trailer, uh, headlights, taillights, brake lights, you know, the, the side running lights down the side of the trailer. So Nick had mentioned before he stepped out, uh, making sure you're doing thorough pre-trips. That's a huge piece of it. Um, you know, Hirschbach, our, our biggest area with vehicle maintenance violations is headlights. So uh, making sure you're doing your pre-trips very thoroughly, check your lights. Uh, that is the, the one inspection we get in the vehicle maintenance category that, that hits us the most is those headlights. So uh, make sure you're just being super diligent about that. And then uh, back to the hours of service, that is what the driver category for this year's Blitz is focused on is, is hours of service compliance. So the biggest thing just being you know, general awareness and compliance with hours of service rules. And then also there's going to be an added focus on making sure drivers know how to operate their ELDs. Um, for those of you who have been inspected recently, since the, the ELD mandates come out, there's been a little bit more focus on does our driver know how to use their actual device. So in our case, Geotab, um, they're going to want you to be able to transfer logs. They're going to want you to be able to find the instruction sheet. They're going to want you to be able to find that malfunction guide. Um, those last two pieces you can actually find in your permit book. Uh, we print those out in hard copy and make sure they're in every single permit book. So, you know, if you get a minute, thumb through that, make sure you find those things. Uh, if it's not in there, give us a call. We can either get you another copy or there's actually a copy on the app as well. So um, if you navigate through the app, you'll be able to find that instruction guide and the malfunction guide. You'll be able to find all of those things. So. Um, but yeah, if there's any function with your logbook that you're not really sure how to run, make sure you give the logs team a call and we're happy to walk you through that stuff. So is that the best? So if they, is there any uh, training videos or anything like that on the app as well? That um, we have, do you know? I haven't looked in a while. I know there was some stuff out there uh, and we've had some, you know, as we rolled GeoTab out initially, we had a lot of training guides put together yep. that are, uh, you know, like PDFs and, and pamphlets and stuff. Um, I know there are some items out there for videos. I can't remember off the top of my head yeah. exactly what's out there. But um, again, if you have any questions, make sure you check with our, our logs team. They're very happy to walk you through that. Yeah. And then also, almost forgot to mention the most important part is the dates. So uh, this year's CVSA Blitz starts May uh, May 4th, which is a Tuesday, and runs through May 6th, which is a Thursday. So it's that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday block. Um, so make sure you get ready make sure you're doing very very thorough pre-trips make sure your logbooks are legal up to date um, you know make sure you're verifying them every day uh, and if there's anything any function that you're not hundred percent solid with on your geotab make sure you you reach out and get that extra training now, all things we should be doing every day but uh, yes. there's a even even you know 
highly higher likelihood that you'll be uh, checked for those things in mm -hmm. those three days. So yeah, for sure. again, if you have any questions, call logs. Uh, we'll look at, at making sure we have some training or some how-to guides, whether it's videos or, or PDFs available uh, to you guys, and we'll get that information out to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, and we'll be sending out reminders as well um, as that blitz comes closer. So we'll be sending out some communication. So uh, be ready for that. Pay attention to those um, or just write them down now as you're listening to this, you know, May 4th through May 6th. Uh, it's always nice to have a to get an inspection and have a clean one, right? A little always got it. We have a little bonus for drivers for doing that, right? Yep. Well, uh, it's uh, definitely keeps you in the running for those weekly and monthly incentives. Sure. Um, you know, any violation in that CSA area, whether it's vehicle maintenance or unsafe driving hours service, uh, make you automatically ineligible for any weekly and monthly incentives. Um, and if you get a clean level one, you know, you get that 90 day sticker where DOT slaps that sticker on the truck where, you know, you're basically clear for the next 90 days for, for scale. So you won't have to worry about any more roadsides for a little bit. Deal. Mm -hmm. deal. All right, man. All right. Anything else today, Joe? Nope. I think that's, that'll do it for me. All right. So, uh, lots of, lots of information discussed today, you know, uh, it's from the you know the market's crazy crazy hot customers are, are knocking on our doors I probably have 20 emails in my inbox right now since I started this asking for more trucks um, I think we had a customer visit us this week uh, located up in uh, Minnesota and uh, he said the data that they're looking at there is 12 loads for every one truck up in that region of the country so <laughs> it's pretty crazy um, definitely a tight you know it's it, it just highlights the importance of servicing the customers that we do have, you know, and, and taking care of them. You know, we're working through rate increases, we're working working through all these things. Uh, so uh, we need need your help um, with with a lot of the stuff we talked about here, and we also need some help uh, making sure we service the customers. Um, I think every time Dan Wallace is on here, he brings up referrals, so I'll, I'll keep up that tradition for him. You know, we need drivers. The market is is crazy right now. Um, anyone that you know that, that, that is looking, um, bring them our way. $1,200 as soon as they show up. So um, nice little, definitely a nice little bump there for you guys. And um, uh, market's crazy. Let's we, we, let's capitalize on it. Let's haul as much freight as we can. Let's all make some money. So stay safe out there. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Thank you.